Welcome to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button and find us online at theridgecc.com. At our website, you can catch up with everything that's happening at The Ridge, watch previous messages, and learn more about who we are. If you want to watch services live, you can catch them every Sunday via our online community at live.theridgecc.com. We hope this message inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. This message series is a licensed presentation of the RAM series and has received permission to include copyrighted RAM series content and to be based on components of the relationship attachment model. Therefore, any reproduction or distribution of the RAM or these messages is strictly prohibited. For licensing info, please contact www.ramseries.com. Well, I want to welcome you wherever you're at. And if this is uh, your first time or if you're new with us, I want to extend a special welcome to you. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Today, we are in part three of our series that we're calling Crazy Stupid Love. And the reason why we are doing this is we know that uh, we've been safer at home for some time now. For some of us, it's been a little long. And uh, maybe our relationships at home, they've grown a little bit more tense. And our relationships altogether may have gotten a little bit more difficult. And uh, we know that God wants us to have healthy relationships relationships. And so we're just taking some time to talk about our relationships and and, and to get them uh, more more healthy. And uh, we want to get back to that crazy, stupid love. And so uh, the way that we're doing this is we are actually looking at this relationship attachment model or RAM for short. It was given to us by this uh, great Christian author, professor, counselor, uh, therapist, Dr. John Van Epp. And it's a great visual model of how healthy relationships work. And here's a picture of that model. And uh, we've been saying throughout this series, that we can actually look at all of these different uh, components of a relationship and they're like levers. And we want all of these levers to go up as high as we can, but, but these levers are also uh, interconnected where if one goes up, the others go up. If one goes down, the others go down. But another way that I want you to think about this is like a soundboard. And a soundboard, you have different dials that you slide up and down and you try to get the right mix and, and you have your, your treble and your bass and your volume. And uh, we want to actually crank all of these up to 11 on on the soundboard to get the right relationship mix, so to speak. But, But here's what we know about sound equipment is that actually with sound equipment, there is a proper order that you have to turn things on and off in order to get the mix right. In fact, uh, I I know this about sound equipment and I'm not allowed to touch our sound equipment a whole lot at the Ridge, Uh, but if you actually don't turn them on and off in the proper order, if you start with the monitor and if you go to the speaker, so to speak, um, and if you uh, unplug them or turn them off in the wrong order, you're gonna get a loud boom, a lot of feedback, and you have the potential to blow a speaker. How do I know that? by experience. Like I said, uh, the tech team here at the Ridge, they don't let me touch their stuff anymore. And and what we see about the, the relationships is that when we get these dials out of order, it can lead to relationship problems as well. So if we actually go ahead, if we commit to someone before we trust them, we know that that can lead to some problems. We know if we rely on someone before we actually know them, that can lead to relationship problems as well. And, and a common uh, problem that we see throughout, throughout our culture is that 
that we might uh, uh, hook up with somebody and we touch them before we actually know them, which leads to these two individuals on not being on the same page, understanding where the level of commitment is in that relationship. And, and, and it can lead to all sorts of relationship problems. And so when we look at this RAM model, we see that there is an order in the progression where we want to turn up the dial on no, and then we move on to trust and we turn up that dial. And if you missed any of the previous weeks in the, in the series, I want to encourage you to go back to our YouTube channel or you can subscribe to our podcast and you can actually catch up with those there because um, then once we get to the trust, we can move on to the next dial, which we're going to talk about today. And that dial is the rely dial. Because after all, we, we can know a lot of trustworthy people and, we, and they can be all around us, but we might not yet rely on them. And when it comes to relying on another person, what that literally means is we want to depend on that person. And this idea of depending on another person, it can actually lead to one of two extremes and both of these extremes are unhealthy. The first extreme is that we become codependent on another person. And that is where, where you see someone and you uh, put all of your hopes and your dreams and your desires in that person, and you depend on them to fulfill all those hopes, dreams, and desires. In fact, you depend on them in a way that you would depend on God or maybe even more than God. And this isn't healthy. But another way uh, that, that we can uh, um, go to the extreme with dependence is we can become too independent where everything for you falls on you and everything for me falls on me. And if we look at our culture, we see that our culture actually pushes us towards independence. In fact, I, I want you to think about one of our most popular words that we use uh, very, very often, but this word was not around 10 years ago. And that is the word selfie. You know, I want you to think about the last selfie that you have taken uh, with, with somebody and, and maybe you can even uh, bring it up on your phone right now. Here's the last selfie I've taken with somebody. Um, and this is with my son, Brennan, and, and I love this selfie. And honestly, you know, you know, the reason why I get likes on this selfie is obviously because of my son, Brennan, and just that smile there. But, but I want you to think about that last selfie that you have taken with somebody. Who was the person that you looked at first in that selfie? I mean, I, I, I do this, but we, we look at, at ourselves first and we want to see how we look and how we appear. And, and I did this with this selfie, you know, I'm looking, okay, are my eyes open? Am I smiling? Do I look slim enough? How's my hair? Oh, wait, it looks like I'm losing my hair. And so I, I, I see all of that. And, 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 if, and if you do this, when you check out the selfies of you, if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it, what do you do? You tell that person, hey, let's, let's take another one. But if you like how it turns out, you say, hey, can you send that over to me? I want to share that on my Facebook page. I want to share that on my Insta story. Now, this isn't a bad thing. I mean, we all do this. But I want us to think about our selfies because our selfies actually lead us down a path towards individualism, which again, isn't a bad thing. But we begin to think about, okay, well, how am I expressing myself? You do you and I do me. And this leads us down a path of complete independence where everything for you relies on you and everything for me relies and depends on me. And in a culture where we are all about the self and where we are all about independence, what, what, what's fascinating is even before the COVID-19 pandemic, studies have shown that we were more isolated, we were more lonely, and we were more disconnected from other people than ever before. 
But yet when uh, we look at uh, some of the first uh, church leaders, uh, when they began to write to other churches, uh, they would actually write things that were counterintuitive to the selfie obsessed world. I want, I want us to look at this letter that Paul uh, wrote to this uh, very first Christians who were living in the city of Rome. And notice what he says. He says, we are all one body in Christ. We belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. I want you to turn to the person that you are watching this with, if you're watching with somebody and just tell them, hey, you need me. If there's somebody running down the hallway or is another room, I just want you to yell out to them right now. Hey, you need me. I mean, don't we all feel better about ourselves right now? But Paul is bringing up this idea of dependence and how we were all dependent on one another. And the reason why Paul is bringing this up is he's getting at this very big idea of what our sense of purpose is. And you might be wondering, uh, why are you here? What's your purpose? I mean, especially during this COVID-19 season, what is your purpose for, for being here? And what Paul is getting at is that there is a reason why you and I have breath in our lungs. There is a reason why we woke up today, that God has given all of us, you and me, a purpose. And what Paul is showing us is that we fulfill our purpose when we actually depend on God and we have a healthy dependence on others. Or in other words, we fulfill the purpose for us being here when we rely on God and when we in a healthy way rely on others and when others are able to rely on us. In fact, if we back up all the way back to the beginning of history, when, when we look at the very first book of the Bible, uh, which is Genesis, and we read about God creating everything and God creates uh, the heavens and the earth, God creates the animals and the plants and God creates all of this. And he says, it is good. But then we read the statement that God says about the first human. And, and here's what we read. It says, then God said, let us and this is so fascinating because this is getting into the very nature of God. Whereas Christians, we call this the Trinity, where we read that there is one God in, the, in three different persons. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And what this means is that God is together. God is connected. God is interdependent. And so God makes a statement. He says, let us make mankind in our image in our likeness. He says, I'm going to make the first human just like me. And that means you and I, we are created to be together. We are created to be connected. We are created to be interdependent. And so he, he gives us this purpose. In fact, just a, just a few verses later, after he created all of this and he created the first human and he said it was very good, we actually read the very first negative comment in all of history. And, in, uh, and even from scripture, and this comes from God. And God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. And God said, this person is lonely and isolated and disconnected. That is not okay. And so God said, here is my purpose for, for humans. My purpose for you and his purpose for me is that we would rely on him and in a healthy way, we would rely on others. 
And so I want to get real practical with us. How do we actually rely and depend on others in, in a healthy way? And I want to speak to two groups of people. First group of people are those who are married and, and, uh, and are finding themselves um, in, in a marriage relationship right now. And, and the other one is, are to those uh, who are single and wondering how can they apply this to, to any type of relationship. And so first I want to speak to those who are married. And if you're married, uh, your spouse should be the most important person on the planet to you right now. And you should be the most important person uh, to your spouse right now. Now, I know uh, during the midst of this season right now, uh, you might be home and you might be spending more time with each other. And that might have actually led to tension getting higher in the home. And, and, and there are many reasons for this. One reason could be is that you're realizing your differences in habits, you know, and you have different habits than your spouse. And, and what you might be doing and what many of us tend to do is we think our habits are the right habits and the different habits are the wrong habits. And these habits are creating this tension in the home. In fact, uh, long before uh, the COVID season began, uh, psychologists got a bunch of men and women in a room together and they showed them this statement. And here was a statement they showed them. They said, woman without her man is nothing. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead on this piece of paper. I want you to take this statement and I want you to insert punctuation in the statement that you think would, would be correct. And so they would look at all of these responses that, they, that the, they collected from these men and women in that room. And they saw that most women actually punctuated the statement this way. It said, woman, without her, man is nothing. And so they see the, the importance of themselves. But then they looked at what the guys did with their punctuation. Here's what the guy, a lot of the guys did. They wrote, well, woman without her man, comma, is nothing. And, and we just see the differences. And we think uh, even though there's differences, our way is the right way. But I mean, let's be honest. Uh, generally speaking, there are a lot of differences between us guys and, 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 and women. Uh, women, uh, when we tend to look at uh, some biological studies and, and what we see is that women generally are wired uh, to be uh, better at multitasking and better at communication. And, and they have a lot more words in them each day so they can understand and say and communicate with a lot more words throughout the day. And what that means, ladies, is that us guys, we genuinely like being with you. We just run out of words to say and we can't keep up with all the words uh, that, that you say in a day. Uh, but it even goes beyond that. Uh, what we see is that our interests, they tend to be a little different. I mean, for, for, for the most part, you know, generally speaking, and, and I fall into this, you know, I, uh, guys, we, we tend to like movies that include action and adventure, superheroes, where things blow up every few minutes, and that keeps our attention. Uh, but when I look at my wife and I look at some other, uh, other uh, females, when it comes to their interests in movies, there tends to include a lot more dialogue, a lot more romance. Um, there tends to be, uh, something that you would find on the, on the Hallmark channel around Christmas time for the Hallmark Christmas movies. And, and, and as a guy, I'm, I'm watching this, I'm like, I, I don't get it. This doesn't make sense uh, to me. And I mean, and, and we have differences in our relationships, but left unchecked, our differences can take us down a road and it can create distance in our relationships. And when we feel this distance in our relationship, it can dial up the tension at home. In fact, it's been said uh, that before marriage, opposites attract, but after marriage, opposites attack. 
And you might be feeling that level of tension escalate in, in, in your home. In fact, my, my wife and I, we, we began to experience our differences, creating this distance and creating this tension in our relationship. A few months ago, we began to realize this when, when I, I realized that uh, my leaning um, as a guy, when I, when I was growing up, I was taught to do this as a guy. Make sure your family's provided for and to make sure your house is well-maintained and taken care of. And my wife, she was taught as a woman uh, for, for her growing up, her, her experience was this, was that she should be responsible for making sure that all the kids are loved, are loved and cared for and well-nurtured. And so what happened is we became self-reliant to make sure that we felt our pressures were taken care of. And so I was just uh, taking on the weight of providing for our family, making sure everything's taken care of, and she would take care of the kids. And we felt this pressure that it was all on us. And there was one night we were complaining about this to each other. And I just said, I have to do everything. I have to provide everything. Why is this all falling on me? And she goes to me, falling on me, well, when it comes to the kids, I feel like a single mom taking care of the kids because you're at work all the time. And I just took offense to that statement. And I said, well, well single mom, I mean, what, what do you mean by a single mom? I mean, look at all of these things I'm providing for you. And that probably wasn't the right statement uh, for, for, for me to say, because I said that. And she said, hey, here's where you're going to sleep tonight. And I got to sleep on the couch that I have provided for her um, in, in, in the living room that night because of the tension that came out of that conversation. And we might be experiencing that at home where, where you see, okay, my differences have led to this distance, which has led to this tension. But I want us to go back to what uh, Dr. John Van Epp has said about healthy relationships. And when it comes to this idea of relying on each other, and his studies have shown that the healthiest relationships contain this. It contains two people mutually meeting each other's needs. Meaning, I have something you need, and I'm going to help you out with it. And you have something I need, and you are going to help me out with this. Just two people just coming together to serve one another and meet each other's needs. And so for my wife and I, uh, the way that this has played out after our conversation is we realized that this doesn't all have to rely on us. We, we can actually serve each other to help meet these needs. So there can be times where I can say, okay, I'm going to take a break from this project. I'm going to let this go so that I can serve my wife and, 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 uh, and help take care of the kids. And there are times where she says, okay, I can do some things around the house to help take the pressure off of me. And, and one of the, the most simple and most practical ways that, that we do this, and it's a small thing, but, it, but it's big to us, it happens on Thursdays. When on Thursdays, I tend to work a longer day at the Ridge because we have our, our Thursday services. And I love being able to do that and serve with others and connect with others there. But it tends to run later in the evening and it tends to be a longer work day for me. So when I get home, I'm even more tired. And our Friday mornings are when our trash and recycling pickups are. So I, I know that on Thursday nights, I have to use whatever little bit of energy I have and go ahead and uh, use that to collect all the trash and all the recycling and, and take that and put that uh, um, on, on the curb. And it just zaps all that energy out. And my wife, she uses every bit of energy that she has that day just to take care of the kids. And so we are just wiped by the end of the day. And so we said, okay, well, how do we meet each other's needs uh, to save uh, some of that energy for us? And she, and she was great. She actually took the kids and, and they're starting to take the trash and the recycling. They're starting to own that project on their own. So when I drive home and I see that at the curb, I can go in, I can say, you know what? I'm gonna give my wife a break. I'm gonna finish putting the kids to bed. I'm gonna have some time with the kids and it gives her a break. And we still have energy uh, for one another after that. And that's just what we see. Okay, these are two people just mutually serving each other's needs. And, 
and that's what we see the healthiest relationships have, and that's how we can rely on each other. Now, let, let's circle back to those of us um, who are watching, and, and if you're watching and if you're single, how does this play out for you and your relationships? Well, I want us to go back uh, to what uh, Paul said uh, to, to the church in Rome, where Paul told him this, hey, we are all one body in Christ. We belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. And Paul didn't just write this to those who are married and he didn't just write this to those who are single, but Paul is writing this to everybody that if you want to fulfill your purpose, just rely on God and in a healthy way, rely on others and, and be reliable uh, to them. In fact, um, uh, uh, what we see uh, throughout the New Testament is that there are actually 59 one another commands where we are commanded uh, to actually uh, do these one another's to one another, to love one another, to serve one another, to teach one another, to encourage one another. And, and I think during this COVID season, we've realized and we've learned, you know, we are designed to be together. We aren't designed to be disconnected. And, and what we've learned is you can't do the one another commands if you are just self-isolating yourself at home and just binge watching Tiger King on Netflix. I mean, we have to be connected uh, with others. And the great news is, is that we can be connected uh, even digitally and virtually, even while we have to be separate and apart physically. And so if you're single, here's what I wanna encourage you to do. And I actually, I would encourage this to anyone who is married, but definitely if you are single. I wanna encourage you to take advantage of every opportunity you have to connect with, with other people. And, and, and even during this pandemic, there are ways that you can connect, even if, if you have to be apart physically, I mean, you can connect digitally. Um, you can connect by, by serving others and, and you can serve uh, with our Mobilize MKE and, and you can visit our website and get all the details there. And, and when we just serve together, there's just something about the bond that is formed that just connects us uh, with, with one another. But you don't just have to serve together. In fact, there are opportunities where you can connect with others in, in just these short-term groups where you just you know, try some groups out to connect with others and hopefully develop what we call faith-building friends, where there's just people in your life who are building your faith and you are helping them build their faith as well. In fact, in a moment, I'm gonna share the easiest way that you can get connected with some faith building friends uh, by trying out a Ridge group. But before I share that way, I know that you might have some pushback uh, because I had some pushback. And your pushback might be, well, hey, I'm introverted and I like being alone. Well, hey, I'm introverted and I like being alone as well. But what I've discovered over time is that I just need these faith building friends in my life. Uh, last week, I actually shared about uh, some friends of mine that actually ended up betraying and hurting me. And, and as a result of that, I just started keeping people at arm's length and I was emotionally distancing myself from other people. And when I was challenged on that and I realized I was missing out on healthy relationships, I looked around and I noticed I have groups of people, of people that I know and I trust. And there's one group in particular, uh, a group of pastors who are in similar positions as me, uh, that, that we would reach out and we get to know them and we would trust each other and, and we would talk about things um, that, that were uh, church related. Like if I had a, a problem, I'd reach out to them. They'd help me think through it. And if they had something that they wanted to help thinking through, they'd reach out to me. Uh, but over time, these friendships grew and they grew beyond just professional to actually becoming very personal. 
where this became a group of guys that we would text one another, we would pray together, we would pray for one another, and ultimately we, we would commit to meeting together and, and just uh, um, encouraging one another and building each other's faith. And after every time that I would leave uh, this group, I, I would just feel great. In fact, it's hard to describe the emotions I felt, but honestly, life-giving and refreshed are two of the words uh, that, that come to mind. And this is what I want for you. I want for you to have a group of people in your life that you would say, you know, I'm so glad I'm relying on them and that they are relying on me and that we are building each other's faith because we realize we need this. We need to be connected with other people. And so if you are not yet in a Ridge group and if you're interested in just trying one out, and I want to encourage you throughout the season, just try one out. Just check it. It's not a lifelong commitment. It's just a short-term commitment. Just try it out. The best way to get started is by going to what we're calling our after party. And you can get the details for that at the ridgecc.com slash after party. And uh, the after party, if you're watching live, it's happening at, at the end of, of, of this live service. If you're not watching live, I mean, don't worry, you're not missing out. Just go to this web link, um, whether you're watching live or not, you're gonna get all the details about how you can connect digitally and you'll connect with uh, one of our leaders and others who are uh, looking to just, just get connected. And you're gonna find out the best ways just to try this out and to connect with others, even in the midst of, of this COVID season. And so I want you to go to that link and just try this out. A final thing, I, I know I've been saying uh, throughout this that uh, our, we fulfill our purpose by relying on God and in a healthy way, uh, relying on others. And I know for some of you watching, uh, the hardest part of that statement is relying on God. And there might be uh, any number of reasons for that. Maybe for you, you grew up uh, going to church and then uh, you went to college and you heard something that, that you can't shake. Or maybe um, you, you prayed to God and you asked him to do something and it didn't feel like that prayer was heard or answered. And, and now you're wondering where, he, where he's at. Or maybe, um, maybe there's a sick one in, in, in your life, maybe a loved one and, and they got sick and, and uh, they didn't get better. And, and, and maybe uh, they, they succumbed to their illness. And as a result, you, you've just kind of felt forgotten by God. And you're wondering, hey, can I really rely on God? And if that's you, I wanna encourage you to pay attention to what uh, John, who's one of Jesus' closest followers, with what he said. Where John said, to as many as did receive and welcome him, him being Jesus, Jesus gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God, to know God. That is to those who believe in or adhere, and, and look at this, to trust in and rely on his name. And I don't know if you played the trust game when, when you were a child. I mean, it, it's a very simple game where you would stand in front of someone and then you would lean back and you would hope that they would actually catch you in, in, in their arms. And I want you to think about all that goes into that game where you would know that someone is right there behind you. Maybe you're blindfolded, but you know that they're there. And there's a chance that you would trust that they could actually catch you. But there's a point in the game where you can still back out of it. But there's a point where you call it the point of no return, where you have to lean back and fully put your weight in the other person. And you have to rely on the fact that they will catch you. Well, this is the invitation that God invites you and me to. And for some of us, this is what we know. We know that God sent his son, Jesus, to live in this world, to live among us and to die and to rise again to pay for our sin so that when we've went our own way rather than God's way, that that is forgiven. 
And so that our relationship with God can be restored and we can receive this new life from God that lasts now and forever. And we've known that and we've heard about that. You might even be at the point where you say, you know what? I trust that. I trust that that is true and that is what God has done for me. But what I want to invite you to do is to lean back into that and to rely on God and to throw yourself in the arms of the God who loves you, of the God who gave his son for you. And the way that you can do that, in just a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And there's nothing special or magical about my prayer, but I want you to make this prayer your own, where you would acknowledge to God and say, God, you know, I've fallen short of your standard, but thanks to Jesus, he's taking care of that standard for me. And because of him, I can accept the invitation to follow you and to receive a new life with you that starts now and lasts forever. And so wherever you're at, um, I'm just gonna wanna invite you just to close your eyes, bow your head and join us in prayer. But if you wanna make that decision to rely on God and to ask Jesus to be the leader of your life and to follow him, I want you to make this prayer your own. And so, so, so let's pray together. As God, um, I know I've fallen short. I've fallen short of your perfect standard and I've sinned. I've went my own way rather than your way. But I understand and know that Jesus came and he lived among us and he died and he rose again to pay for my sin, to beat sin and to beat death so that by me putting my trust and my hope and my faith in him, I can receive this new life and this new life that starts with you now and will last forever. And so Jesus, right now, I commit to following you. I accept that invitation to follow you. And, and, and I don't know fully what that means and what that's going to look like for the rest of my life, but I'm going to trust that you know, and I'm going to lean back and I'm going to throw my life into your arms because I trust that you will catch it. I give myself to you right now. And it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rich Community Church's podcast. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to host you at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more about our kids and students' environments, visit us at theridgecc.com. That's theridgecc.com.